Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. We just had one of the hardest cuts between our pre-conversation before we start stop or start recording to our recording. It was like not even a second. I just started the recording. Yeah, and I Throwing respect Javier it off. because yeah. listen, there's only so long that I could talk about college hockey for. That's true. We were talking college hockey, but this week we're talking about more things Canadians care about. Canadians, Canadian legend Marie Soulette. You know, what are the, the what do you think are the top three things that Canadians care about? Hockey is one. It is. Okay. Every any Canadian can if you throw a hockey game on or you say like we're all gonna go hang out at the rink, people will be like, Oh yeah, no, for sure. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> That's um, one. General politeness. Okay. Uh, and then whatever Shania Twain is doing at any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things we care about. Is she oh. like the Beyonce of the North? Uh, I, I mean, she had her own museum for a little. So she is basically just the Beyonce of the North. You're telling me you don't hear the uh, the, the Let's Go Girls and you don't lose your fucking mind? I couldn't tell you song? a single Shania Twain song. Dude, you should listen. They're amazing. All right. Maurice. Maurice, what do you know about the wonderful Maurice, Javier? I mean, aside from the obvious that she's married to Mike Mizanin, a.k.a. The Miz. Being married to a man who calls himself the Miz, I mean, in any other context, in any other context, you meet a person they're not wrestlers and they're like, "This is my husband, the Miz." I would be like, "Your husband is a weirdo." You know what's funny is she's also technically the Miz. Yeah, she's Maurice Mizanin now. So she's the Miz. She's Miz 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 Miz. Miz. All right. Maurice, <laughs> born in Montreal, was a beauty pageant contestant growing up. As we can, we can believe, Maurice is oh, an yeah. extremely beautiful woman. Has been for the entire time we've known her in the public eye. Yes, let's just say, and fucking aging like f- the finest wine, the finest of wine. She is so much more attractive post children, which is wild to me. That's true. I'm expecting you to do the mommy thing. I'm not doing it. I'm You're going to do it at some point during this episode. Mommy? Sorry. Mommy? There it is. Sorry. Mommy? Maurice was part of the 2006 Diva search. She was the second person eliminated, unfortunately. Tragic. But she was, sti- she was still signed to WWE. She was signed to OEW specifically in 2007. She began appearing sporadically on SmackDown. She kind of did some like intro stuff, but then was regularly appearing in 2008 she had adopted a snobby attitude and become a villainous character. Of course she did. Of course she was a heel. Do you remember the original Maurice like vignettes when she was mm. just in the tub? Because WWE loves giving attractive women just, they're like, you're in a tub. 
We just need to back film the Liv Morgan tub tub, tub stuff. Mm. I'm I'm all for it. Avi is all about tub stuff. I'm all about just no, just specifically the Liv Morgan ones. That's it. That's all. I she required. had competed in a couple of swimsuit contests because that was the thing we did in the mid 2000s. I feel like we're gonna look back. That's and still a thing. A, yeah, people are gonna be like, "Hey, oh, in wrestling, when when did we when did we do these these the like beauty competitions in wrestling? 1990? It's like no, 2008. <laughs> you remember the year Obama was elected president? Yeah, that's that. right. Uh, there was a brawl between Maurice and Eve Torres in that in that uh, swimsuit contest. Same. Following week, she was the first eliminator from another swimsuit competition. Then it was the big the big first step for Maurice was to become the valet manager of Deuce and Domino. Oh yeah, I don't understand why we just let Deuce and Domino happen. You know, here's the thing. I do not remember Maurice with Deuce and Domino at all. That was Me literally either. like that popped up on my screen when I was doing, obviously watching the, the stuff for, for this episode. No fucking clue. Literally zero idea. I had no clue this was happening. So, And I was actively watching wrestling then. So. Maurice and Victoria teamed against Cherry and Michelle McCool and they lost. And then on an after the bell, smacked after the bell video. So AKA just social media stuff. Deuce and Domino dumped Cherry for Maurice. Maurice By the way, Cherry. Cherry Cherry slaps Maurice. We get our first match. This is Maurice's debut. May 16th, 2008. Maurice versus Cherry. Are Deuce and Domino really worth fighting over? Yes. No. The answer is no. Tim Snooker and the other guy you're talking about right there. That is Tamina's brother and the other guy. And Cliff Compton? Is that his name? Yes. <laughs> Good for him. Don't know why I remember that, but I very much do. I didn't even know he had another gimmick. Uh, Cherry looks like Natty, but isn't Natty. You know what I mean? She's. I remember when they first came together. She was. She was a little. She was a little on the thinner side. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was looking a lot like Natty here. Not that Natty's on the thicker side. It's more like. Not saying she like gained weight, she just looks more muscular. Yeah, like she just got more built. Yeah. Yeah. Also, weird era for commentary in this match. Michael Cole and Mick Foley? That was Mick Foley? That was Mick Foley. It took me a while to figure out oh, like, my who was God. on commentary. I did not know that was Nicholas. St. Nicholas. Yeah. St. Mick Foley, yes. Um I love wow. Mick Foley in many roles. Commentary is not one of them you know i've just as as we've done this episode these episodes for for this podcast i've just kind of like just naturally started like just zoning out the commentary for certain years like any there's like a time range from like 2005 to like 2013 that i just i just kind of if there's a match in that range i just kind of zone it out i focus on the wrestling I focus on the art in front of me. Uh, what did you think of the match, Javier? Well, it didn't last very long. It did not. A lot of our early matches don't last very long for Miss Maurice. You know, I'm sure she had that experience a lot with the Miz early on. Anyways. Zing. Zam. Cherry explodes with offense early. Cherry bomb. You're so proud of yourself for that, I can tell. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> 
the beginning like, of the I'm match proud is of myself just for some, both of those. some shoving and face pushes. Maurice has what I would consider classic mid two thousands hair. The like fringy bangs that everybody tried to do for a while. It's a it's a choice. You know, Hannah Montana decided to popularize a lot of things. Yeah, like um, having a double life. She did it, and then Batman stole it. You don't even know how to respond to that. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> vengeance. <laughs> I'm Hannah Montana, bitch. Yeah, she wins. Um, so Cherry hits a neck breaker for a one count. I'm just not even going to continue with the sentiment. I mean, <laughs> Cherry hits a neck breaker for a one count. Deuce and Domino try to get involved, and Cherry manages to avoid their interference. She knows these boys. She raised these boys. These are my boys. Apparently, one of them's her brother, which I can only assume is Domino. Uh, and the other one is her boyfriend, which I can only assume is Deuce. Would you want to be in a tag team with that? Like, that's just such a weird dynamic. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know how those those boys got together. You yeah. know? What? Like, was he just over all the time? And they're like, you know, we're just going to. We, we should tag team in the WWE. <laughs> You like 50s aesthetic. I like 50s aesthetic. We both look like rejects from Greece off Broadway. (laughs) Let's do this. What was the name of your high school? Oh, I'm not sharing that information on the on the podcast. I'll fucking share mine. I went to Boston Line Academy. Um, You went to an academy. You're so smart. It's just a normal high school. Was it? It was an exam school, but it was a part of the Boston public school system. Um, here's here's my thing. So we're we're gonna circle back to you not wanting to share. Uh, someone uh, someone already like out the hackers out there already have my entire life basically. So I'm not afraid of fucking <laughs> sharing anything. The Russians know it all. My the the U.S. knows it all. Who the fuck cares <laughs> at this point? You know, the money's still in my account. That's all I care about at this point. And yeah, so it's it's the Boston Line Academy fucking school production. Of fucking Greece. That's what this yeah. is. I was going to be in my high school's production of Greece. Oh, who are you going to be? I tried out. I was going to be Kanicki. Uh, that's a great role. That's but what then, I wanted to be. But then I, they're like, oh yeah, uh, rehearsals are every day after school from three to five. I was like, I work like four days a week at four. They're like, well, then you don't get to be in it. Ah, <laughs> uh, So you couldn't do your best uh, Troy Bolton impersonation. No, I could not, which is a shame. I would have also tried for the John Travolta. Sandy, what are you doing here? <laughs> Anyways, Cherry. So Maurice rolls her up uh, for a dear fall, and then Maurice just starts choking her with rope because what do you do when you're still new to wrestling and you don't really know how to wrestle? You choke people. That's right. She also does a, I call it a drop toe hold to get her into the rope. It's I don't know leg. who fucked up there. It's a leg takedown. I don't know which one fucked up. I think they both weren't as comfortable with the move. Which is really hard to yeah. not be comfortable with that move. Uh, Cherry with some forearms. Maurice gets elbowed when she charges into her in the corner. Cherry just has good awareness, you know? She knows what's going on around her. She's a smart yeah. lady. Uh, yeah, I mean, we get the finish. <laughs> yeah, Cherry's in the corner. She kind of rebounds a little bit. Grabs Maurice, hits a running bulldog. One, two, three. That's it. The cherry dog. That's what I'm calling it. I don't care if it has a real name. It's called the cherry dog. Cherry bomb? Cherry bomb's a better name. Nope, nope. nope. No. She should have a power bomb. You have already christened it. The cherry dog. 
Yes. No take backsies. Maurice loses her first ever match, but do not worry, dear listener. She would be back because our next match later that same year, December 26, 2008, the Boxing Day SmackDown, it is Michelle McCool versus Maurice in a match for the Divas Championship. Maurice won a number one contenders match the week before against Maria Canellas, and our special guest referee for this match, Maria Canellas. How fun is that? You know what's funny is if you think about it, it's the it's the three M's. It is it's Marie three M B. That's right. The th- three M band. I mean, none of them have a B in their name. So. I'm just one man. I just wanted to do three M B. All right, I just wanted to hear the you know hear the theme music. I'm not gonna fucking sing it. <laughs> Maurice at this point now has the cape that I like. She's got a cape on. Which is, you know, you got to have a gimmick. Cool gimmick. Tell the people. She's in Toronto. So you'd think, you're like, oh, Canada. That's a home game for you. It is not. I mean. It is not home field advantage. How close is Toronto to Montreal? About eight hours of driving. Yeah, so it's like fucking here to like. Washington, D.C. It's the way that some people think like, oh, you know, Canada is just one entity. Or it's like, it's like you're going to be over, but Toronto is to Montreal what like Boston and New York are to each other in sports, where they're like, "Fuck you, no, fuck you." So, hey, fuck you, kid. No, fuck you. I don't know why I just made New York British. <laughs> Oi, fuck you. Off to the big. Hey, apple. what the fuck are you talking about, kid? Huh? So, I love it because they're like, oh, like a frigid reaction to. Tr-. I'm like, yeah, Toronto hates Montreal. They hate them. In okay. hockey, talking hockey again, they are bitter rivals, even when both teams suck. I mean, doesn't Toronto always suck? No. The Maple Leafs are actually quite good this year. The Canadians suck, though. They oh, suck yeah. bad. Yeah. Michelle McCool. Is that, is that a personal? Uh... No, it's just by the standings. They're like the third worst team in the league. Ah. Michelle McCool is in the midst of the first ever reign with the Divas Championship. That is the era we're in right now. Like this is the the this first is reign the first the... reign with the Divas title. Oh well, th- fuck me. What? Spoilers: Maurice is the second ever Divas champion. Let's uh, let's let's just this is, okay. So I just want to point out that before this, uh, there was a promo segment between Triple H and Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> Things I didn't know happened for two hundred. It's like I. What? Yeah, Triple H, I guess, had issue with Vicky Guerrero, and then Chavo, like, defend- defended her honor. Fucking sure, man. Let's talk about the match. What'd you think? Honestly, it was better than I thought it would be. I was surprised it was given as much time as it as Because did. Maurice is still kind of shit, obviously, because she's, she's still, still pretty green, yeah. She's very green. Michelle McCool, I mean, she became a decent worker later on in mm-hmm. like the, especially like 2009-10 range. Yeah, like she's she's about to come into her own. But she's still not at that point where I felt like, oh, this this should be a good match cuz she's only like a two years maybe within into her career at this point as well. Yeah. So it's like it's honestly good shit. Good job, these two. Yeah. Um, solid start for Michelle right away. 
uh, she she's got the advantage. She does a she Maurice gets a little bit the advantage back. She puts on an arm ringer. Michelle does a black a backflip off the the corner um, into an arm drag, and I was like, oh, we're gonna yeah. spice it. Maurice also had a really good spot because she was trying to get out of arm control that Michelle had on her, and she like swung her leg over and so she did like a high kick to kick her her own hand free. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's actually a really cool spot. I love that. And also, how she do that? How you do that? My legs do not go above my waist. If they do, I will fall on my butt. Yesterday, I fucked up my hip, my left like hip. I think it's my hip. I don't really know what it is. It's in that general region of a hip. Just something down there don't work right. It's just, dude. If I if I turn my leg in a wrong way, it's just a shooting, searing pain that just goes throughout my entire body. Oh, that doesn't sound great. You I know, should get I'm, that looked at. I probably am gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. So after the uh, the arm drag, Michelle's in control. She rolls through a sunset flip attempt by Maurice and hits a drop kick, which was nice. nice. Yeah, it's nice. He's too, he, he, it do be nice. Uh, Maria's Hebner was my note here. Okay, what's your issue with Maria's referee? So she, was, she just stopped one of them in a the corner too early. Like, there's a five count, Maria. Mm-hmm. We're like two seconds in. I mean, she's she's a rookie ref, though. She's going to make these mistakes. Hey, you, if you're a rookie ref, you let them go too long, not too low. Okay. You want aggressive mistakes, not, not want, tentative yeah. mistakes. I want you to, I want, I don't want you being in evolved, you know? Get the fuck out of here, fam. Get away. I'm like kind of making up for the fact that I fucked up the New York accent earlier. (laughs) The fuck out of here, kid. Maurice drops Michelle onto the second turnbuckle, gets her own advantage, gets a few kicks in the corner. Maurice hits what I described as a version of the skull-crushing finale. I just said forward side Russian leg sweep. Yeah, like it looks... Yeah, it's basically... It looks kind of like the skull-crushing finale. It's essentially know. what it is, except the skull crushing finale is you, you like kind of get them in like that half full Nelson. The Nelson, yeah. And then you do it. Yeah. Not the full Nelson, because that's what Jake Paul did that one time. <laughs> or Logan. Which one is it? I know nothing about those idiots, and I want to keep it that way. Which one is the one that's teaming with Miz, though? Logan. That one. He put mm-hmm. on like a full Nelson on Dominic, <laughs> I think it was. Poor Dominic. <laughs> and did this gold crusher finale. And I was like, holy shit, how does he brace himself? I have enthusiasm for one celebrity appearance at WrestleMania, and it is Pat McAfee. <laughs> First off, no. I have it for one, and it's fucking Johnny Knoxville. Because Johnny Knoxville can't take any bumps. So you know what that means? Sammy's taking something stupid? No, the Jackass crew's coming to town, and some one of them's taking a bump. If they do not bring up Ack Hornswoggle, to face off against Wee Man? Why would why would they do that? Because it would be great, Javier. No, no, you bring the you take the new fat kid that's in the new Jackass, I, or better yet, you take fucking Jasper, my yeah. favorite Odd Future member, by the way, is now a part of the Jackass crew. <laughs> and you bring him in and bring him down, and who does he face off against? Omas. There it is. I just booked WrestleMania. I mean, they are saying that Omas is gonna is gonna be on the card facing Bobby Lashley if he's not hurt. I don't like this. I don't like that one bit. Okay. Um, and I need you to never speak to me again. This is gonna be a very difficult podcast. Uh, chin lock by Maurice. Michelle gets a snapmare and a high kick. Maurice kicks out. Uh, the one legged drop kick by Michelle. She's Leg lariat. 
And this is where I realized, yes, you're right, the leg lariat. This is where I wrote down that I'm surprised this match is getting this much time because this is the, like, dark days for women's wrestling. Yeah, we're, like, four minutes in. And I'm like, holy shit, this is going longer than I thought. (laughs) Michelle hits a running blockbuster for a near fall. Uh, She she tries to get Maurice up for a powerbomb. Maurice punches out of it um, and, and rolls her up for a near fall. And then we get a weird situation here where Michelle is, like, yelling at Maria for not counting, but she was the one that got rolled up. See, I thought it was she was still mad about the the pin before because Maria checked the shoulders, no, she did check the shoulders. Of, of Maurice and then counted and then it gave her time to kick out. I thought that's why she was complaining. Sure. sure. Anyways, while she's distracted, Maurice hits a spinning back heel. Good kick. Very good kick. Laid it flush in the back of the fucking dome. Alistair Black who? I will give Maurice credit. She does have a great... She's got great kicks. Yeah, she kicks. She's able to like whip the shit out of her leg. That's true. Which is wild. I don't know how the fuck she does. I don't know how people are that flexible. Like, I'm a pretty flexible person. Like, I, can, I can't do a split, but like, I can reach really far forward, really far back. I could just do some weird shit. Uh, I can... But I can't do something like that. It's I can't just do crazy. That. I can't. She I hits the kick. Do it. She pins Mar- or she pins Michelle. One, two, three. Maurice is the second ever Divas champion. Crazy. That's two. That's two. She's number two. Uh, so this was taped on December 22nd. On December 28th at a house show in Raleigh, Maurice dislocated her knee in a tag team match against the Bella Twins. It was the first of a couple different injury problems for her, but she would not have to relinquish the title. We're going to take our first break. When we get back, we'll talk more about Maurice and her Divas Championship reign. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Back from the break. Maurice is in the midst of her 212-day reign, which was the longest reign until AJ Lee broke it. So before AJ Lee was the longest reign Divas champion, it was Maurice. She lost it to Mickie James at Night of Champions. If you're wondering, hey, are we going to cover like her WrestleMania title defense during that time? The answer is no, because what happened at WrestleMania that year instead was the 25 Diva Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal won by Santina Morella. Maurice did not get to defend the Divas Championship because she was too busy being eliminated by Beth Phoenix in a match won by Santina Morella. So you could say that the compromise was not worth it. It was not worth it. Oh my god! I don't know why this comp- this just reminded me, but do you know who Byron Jones is on the Dolphins? Yes, I do. 
So he tweeted out, uh, I think it was like just before this podcast, actually. Yeah, I saw it too. Me restructuring my contract just to have Tyreek Hill burn me in practice every day. It's true. It's Maurice. Hey, I I didn't have a WrestleMania match. Just to say Tito Morello could win the women's battle royal. Could win the women's battle royal. My favorite. So flash forward a little bit to 2010. Melina was our champion and she had an injury. So it was time for a tournament. Maurice is in the tournament. She beats Brie Bella in round one. Eve Torres in round two en route to the finals. Raw, February 22nd, 2010. It is Maurice versus Gail Kim for the Divas Championship. This match was supposed to be at Elimination Chamber the night before, but it was bumped. Rude. Rude, people. If you're wondering what Elimination Chamber that was, it's the one where Shawn Michaels comes through the, through the gate and, and super kicks uh, Taker to be like, Absolutely fuck you. destroys this man. Yeah. Whose man's? Shawn Michaels' man's. Mm-hmm. You break yeah. my back, I break your heart, bitch. <laughs> people don't forget. Never forget. All Canadian matchup here between Gail Kim and Maurice. What did you think of the contest? Isn't she's from Gail Kim's from Toronto? No. Yes, it is an all Canadian matchup. Like I said. Okay. Well, no. Okay, you didn't specify what part of. See, now I that think- I have the more t- context towards the Toronto versus Montreal thing, this is like a blood feud right here. <laughs> this is a blood feud, exactly. This it was given intense. two minutes. Yes. Um, Gail Kim. <laughs> two minute blood feud. Gail Kim immediately gets an impressive roll up on uh, on Maurice. And I'm like, damn, 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 damn. WWE fucked up. Go listen to a, our Gail Kim episode, by the way. Yeah, go do that. Uh, Gail Kim with an early clothesline for a two. Some weak looking strikes from Kim. Not her best. She's not much of a striker. That's true. That's not her big thing. Uh, diving shoulder block by Kim, the thing in the corner where she like slides yes. to the apron after. Uh, but Maurice gains control and runs her into the turnbuckle instead. Love that. And then Gail back in the ring tries to go for eat defeat, which is her finisher. Which is is that not the best name for a that move? It's it's a perfectly named. Not only that, is that not just the best name for a finishing move in wrestling? I would always end up equipping eat defeat as like a. Strong grapple, I guess, usually was what was in like the WWE games. Like, I, I would always, always make it one of my signatures. Eat defeat. You, you get two, no? Yeah, you get two signatures. Yeah, it, was, it would be like my secondary one. So uh, we have a quick bridge pin. No dice. No, no. dice. No, no point. Bueno. Uh, Gail with uh, with some impressive roll ups again, like you mentioned there. Uh, Gail then goes up to the top row. Yep. Nobody home because Maurice goes to the corner. Both she women telegraphed for a while. It was she was underneath Gail for the longest time before Gail finally launched herself. That's right. And then they both stay down for quite a bit. Which is great. And then Gail goes to the top rope again. Uh, gets in like an ele- gets herself in an electric chair position, which I can only assume she was what Gail Kim was thinking in kayfabe. Was I'll do the Rey Mysterio shoulder twist into a to a Hurricane Rana or something, mm-hmm. or into a Frankensteiner with the pin. But Maurice is like, "Fuck that!" Stun guns her uh, with the top rope, and then when Gail turns around, boom! Eat this fucking DDT run on your dome. Nasty looking DDT. I yeah. have to give as much props as possible. Yeah. That DDT looked 
vicious. I did not know Maurice had that in her arsenal. I'll tell you that much. No. And Maurice pins in the weirdest possible way. <laughs> Explain. Gail Kim is lying on her back, as all pins are. And instead of lying, you know, perpendicular to her and, you know, hooking the leg, Maurice just lies directly on top of her like she's planking and, like, puts her hand. It's a weird time, man. And she's just like, yep, this is the pin. And she she gets the pin. She's the new team. Planking was a thing. I knew a guy. So planking was a thing when I was in university. And I knew a guy who. If he just like you, you stopped hearing him in conversation. You looked over; he would be planking somewhere. It was fucking weird. It was a re- he would just be like, "That's a good spot for a plank," and he'd just do it until someone noticed him. What was the weirdest plank you did? I didn't plank. You didn't I do bar- a single I, plank. I barely planked in high school when they were like, oh, "It's the fitness test." I'm like, "Fuck you! You're not looking." My my plank was I did it on a desk, like a desk at school. Okay, that's 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 okay. Yeah, that's not bad. I remember no, this. Kid, the one that I remember for this guy was we my weirdest one. We're leaving the bus terminal, like the bus terminal in town, because we had to transfer buses. And we looked over, and he was inside the bus station proper, like the actual location, planking in the window. So we we're like, "Where did he go?" And we looked over, and we just saw him in the window, like, you like know, on the down. windowsill. Like they had like a row, like a bench right at the edge of the window, and he was just on the bench, and you could just see him. And it's like, "Oh, okay, is he but coming?" planking is he coming on the bus like <laughs> that's not even like planking though there's nothing being done maurice planked and she won the divas championship good for her mm. she held it for 49 days then would not recapture divas championship gold i guess who silver f- who the fuck would she uh, lose it to <laughs> she would move on to manage ted dibiase jr for a while that was a thing that happened that's i remember that i don't remember her with deuce and domino i remember her with ted dibiase jr you know why I remember that is because they had those interactions in that NXT show that when it was a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. So they were like a thing. They were a thing. And then Maurice was released in October 2011, but that was not the end of her journey. She returned the night after WrestleMania 32 to be with her real life husband, The Miz. Lots of heat as a couple. They are my favorite obnoxious couple in wrestling. They are my they are, favorite. They're putting on their obnoxiousness. They are my second favorite couple in wrestling. Behind? Gargano and Kinsleray. I think Miz and Maurice are my favorite couple in wrestling, followed quickly by Bree and Brian. See, they're Brian, Brian is the most wholesome, like, plant dad I've ever seen in my life. I follow yeah, him. Yeah, but Bree is like, also Look at that. dirty. <laughs> Bree is the exact same way. Yeah. It's just she also drinks. <laughs> she has wine. Yes. Yeah, she's also uh, a wine mom. <laughs> I love Miz and Maurice because they are obnoxious, but they put on their obnoxiousness. That's what they do. Meanwhile, people are complaining on Twitter. I'm not one of them, but people are complaining about how obnoxious Sammy and uh, Tay Conti are. <laughs> oh, Sammy Guevara. Okay. I was like, yeah. Sammy oh, no, yeah. Sammy dude, I don't think anyone has had more of a fuck off like turn with me than Tay. I feel bad because I love that woman. God. Yeah. What a woman. But just but, the the way that A W the way that they and AEW are like portraying the relationship just makes people be like, this does not make me like they could be a beautiful heel power couple at this point. I am just well 
Sammy's always, he was always going to be a heel. He's just naturally an asshole. Yeah. This is the thing with Sammy. He's an I, asshole. I think his initial face turn was actually pretty good, well done. Like, it made sense for the story they were telling. But then he's one of those guys that's going to quickly become heel. Like Miz. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if Miz becomes popular, he will do something to make himself unpopular. I don't want to compare Tainara Conti to Maurice because they are nothing alike. Correct. Aside from the fact that they are international. <laughs> And yeah. blonde. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's literally the and also do wrestling. Those are the only things they have in common. But you know, just wanted to I figured we need to talk about the obnoxiousness of Sammy and Tay. <laughs> and and that leads perfectly into the obnoxiousness of Miz and Marie, so I haven't taken away. It's our promo segment and it's Talking Smack March seventh, twenty seventeen. We are on the road to WrestleMania where Miz and Maurice are going to team up to face another power couple that they think is fake, phonies. And that is John Cena and Nikki Bella. You know, here's the thing. I got to say, you know how much I love big, big match Johnny John John boy. Big match John. My hero. I fucking hated his relationship with Nikki Bella. Oh, do tell. I just can't stand Nikki Bella. Like, it's not even, like, I'm sure she's great. I just feel like, in normal life, I would fucking hate that person. (laughs) Just just wouldn't go well, you know? Just her personality, my personality, her voice, my ears would not, just would (laughs) not get along. Just wouldn't happen. That's fair. That's fair. Attractive woman. You know, good on everybody. I'm sure that she, again, I'm sure she's great. Yeah. But get as far away from me as humanly possible. So, Miz and Maurice are saying that John and Nikki are fake. They are phonies. They are everything wrong. Like, John Cena is this this fake idol, essentially. That's what Miz keeps talking about. Fucking liar. <laughs> and I forgot how much I love talking smack. I miss Renee Young so much in this role. She was perfect her podcast is great though her podcast is great though it is great but this role for her was perfect the way that talking smack just made everything on smackdown so much better i look forward to talking smack sometimes more than smackdown yeah and this is when smackdown was lit i mean talking smack gave us one of mustafa ali's best promos it gave us the mrs like piece de resistance yeah, it's fucking magnum, magnum opus. That's right. So Miz starts out in this club. He's pissed about John Cena's booking ability. Uh, Cena has been saying that Miz steals people's personality and moves, and Miz goes off saying Cena stole his personality from white kids with identity crisis in the 90s. Facts. And then he stole the AA, F-U as we call it here, from Tommy Dreamer. Used to be called the Death Valley Driver. and Stole it from Tommy still, Dreamer. Still is by almost anyone else. By everybody else. It also isn't a Death Valley driver. <laughs> he stole his girlfriend from Dolph Ziggler. I love Maurice's face when Miz says that, by the way. She is hilarious. He stole his last t-shirt designed from a beer company. Perhaps Miz Blue is Ribbon. just like, look at all this fake shit that John Cena is doing that we all just lap up. This was essentially a Miz promo with Maurice there. And Maurice does have her thing at the end. And I considered adding like doing something else for the Maurice promo when that was like a promo from her diva search time 
or but this like this was i think their best feud as a couple well also like you even when she's talking you just kind of see the chemistry between the two of them they have and how very well they good play chemistry. off each what other. a surprise they're they're a, a happily married couple yeah <laughs> to have what two kids adorable kids oh so adorable cute. kids and i love Maurice's mother oh my god i've seen one episode of ms and mrs just randomly way back because it was on I, I was watching uh on cable and usa played it right afterwards yeah. and i just love Maurice's mom she's fucking wild ms accuses brian of letting john cena run the show and telling him to draft him in a certain position things like that and brian says people will come to the show if john cena is on it which is fair a fair assessment, but Miz still thinks that what John Cena says and does is crap. He's robotic, getting people to sign contracts, all that. Miz is in, on a roll here. Miz is un, Miz is criminally underrated, I think. He's great. Miz people is- don't recognize just how good he has been at every aspect of being a WWE superstar. Yeah. I think there is people like, oh, Randy Orton is like the prototype. You're right. But at the like being part of this company and doing everything asked of you well, it might be Miz. I never understood the Randy Orton being a prototype thing because look, Randy Orton is a great promo, but Randy only has one tone. Whereas Miz can mix it up consistently. Yeah, I mean, Miz is not the prototype. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. (laughs) Miz is not the prototype, but the prototype's John Cena. If you, if, if, if it's true, literally, but I think Miz gets overlooked for like how consistent he has been, how he crushes every role given to yeah. him and the, the way that he's worked his way up. Brian says Miz is a WWE shill, which I pretty much just said he was. <laughs> and Miz reminds him that he'd be a star if he wasn't WWE. How many movies have you done? Brian says none. I don't want to be a movie star. <laughs> and Miz burns him with well you want to be a wrestler but you can't because of your head oh my god that's so sad it's so fucked which by the way thank fuck that that we were able to get that second act of daniel bryan and and now we see him as brian danielson in aw because someone who is that passionate about something which is true like that's what he is he's so incredibly passionate about pro wrestling should be able to do the thing they love to do regardless, the wrestling. regardless of how incredibly stupid and dangerous it is. Miz makes fun of how robotic and shitty Cena is on Total Divas and Total Bellas. Have you watched either of Total Divas or Total Bellas? I have not. I couldn't either, but I, I did know that they were that John Cena just came off kind of people thought he was rude. Like people, <laughs> he is he a pretty robotic guy, unless he's on like a talk show where he's, yeah. you know, he shows up. John Cena is a funny man. He's just so, it's like LeBron. He's so media trained and media savvy yeah. that he comes off a little robotic. And when he does act funny, it feels like a little weird. Because mm-hmm. we're just not used to it. When, when you're on so often, like John's on a lot, right? Anytime he's out in public, he has to be on. That when you do have to like be in your own house, you're going to be dialed down quite a bit. It's the way when people see comedians out and they're like, be funny. It's like, dude, it's my time. Like, I'm with but my here's kids. the thing, though. It's not even that. It's like he's on TV still. So he's he like, it's not even like he's, he's still on. Yeah, he's, he's still on. He, has but he to just be. doesn't care as much. I don't know. <laughs> he has to be. 
It's it's weird because it's like he's not going to be like, "Hey, Nikki, Nikki, fuck I love or something." You. you know, like he's not going to say that because yeah. it's weird. So it's going to be like, "Hey, Nikki, I love you. I love you. I love you." Maurice then finally chimes in the promos saying, I think they're frauds. I think they're plastic. Everything they do is to elevate their brand. Yeah. That's honestly a perspective you could have. It is a perspective you could have. Miz, great job of hyping up his wife, saying, when you were the longest reigning Divas champion of all time, uh, what was forty nine days? What was Nikki Bella doing? Oh no, no, that was it was two hundred and twelve days the first one. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's forty nine <laughs> days. But what were you doing? Nikki was nothing. She was a celebrity wrangler. She would make sure they feel comfortable. If you know what I mean, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Regis Philbin. I was gonna say which of the guest hosts was it? Was it Regis? It was Regis. It Regis was Jeremy the- Piven. You know where Regis went? Pre-mode! I hate this so much. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Reese brings up the fact that once Nikki gets with John Cena, all of a sudden she gets more opportunities. She She's becomes the, the longest running Divas champion, just ignoring the existence of AJ Lee in the middle there. Gets That's total fine. Divas. Gets total Bellas. And then she claps off the promo with the piece de resistance. Yes, hit us. Nikki Bella is jealous because she'll never have this. And, and then she shows off Beyonce. a hell of a ring. Hell of a ring. I don't know what fucking money the Miz got for that, but holy shit, the Marine pays well. And my God, that... What, what else has he, has he done? Wipeout? Was he the wipeout guy for a while? I no, that was John Cena. Isn't John, John Cena, Cena the wipeout guy? What did Maurice or what did uh, Miz do for a while? Miz is on like, MTV. That's true. He that MTV money getting that he's ring. Got that, he's got that real world royalty. The real world residuals, baby. It's a hell of a ring. Miz caps off by saying, "Join Talking Smack next week. It won't be as good because we won't be on it." And he's that's probably true. right. He's probably that's right. True. Maurice. One thing that was always going to hamper her promo skills is the fact that she has kept her French Canadian accent. And okay, well, some people, I mean, <laughs> but the second that anyone hears an accent, sometimes people like people struggle with the accent, which like doesn't make sense because she speaks perfectly fine English. She speaks That's kept. Yeah. It's hard to get rid of accent. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But some, but yet some people think like, Oh, over time it'll just go away. It's like, not really. Like yeah. it's if the it's way not you talk. Like, Here's the thing, though, like actors, actors are able to to really navigate through that minefield because they've spent years focusing on doing just that. Correct. And developing different personalities because they have to because they're fucking movie stars, you know, whereas Maurice, like she never had to get rid of her accent when she was wrestling and then she was gone for what, like four or five years. So it didn't really matter that you know obviously in her day-to-day life she could have the accent and then i'm sure the miz wasn't like hey if you want to marry me you know gotta get rid of the accent and then when she came back she wasn't really <laughs> like when she came back it wasn't really like something that mattered because like no. let's just be honest miz was doing all the talking anyways yeah we are going to take our last break when we get back we have two mixed tag matches with miz and maurice With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back from the break, we have to cover WrestleMania 33, Miz and Maurice versus Nikki and John Cena. Most importantly, the most famous person in this match is special ring announcer Al Roker. What a treat. Al Roker, I never watched anything involving Al Roker growing up. I just, that man was, they're like, he's famous. And it's like, I see him far too often for someone who I don't know what he does. I would watch the Weather Channel as a kid, and I never saw Al Roker. Just people, people are tricking us into thinking Al Roker's famous. Like, I swear to God, my man said he shit his pants at the White House. And I was like, why is Al Roker at the White House? <laughs> I don't even care about the story. I care about why he's at the White House. Why did? Why is this glorified weatherman at the White House? Miz and Maurice enter together like a true couple. John and Nikki get separate entrances. We should have known right then. I bet you they slept in different beds too, <laughs> different hotels entirely. <laughs> no, I got it's the like room they for myself. John's Nikki. mansion, because obviously they had to live at John's house. I mean, I assume his house was way bigger than Nikki's. Uh, he has to fit all those cars. Doesn't he have a bunch of cars? So he's got to fit himself. That's true. He's a big man. Uh, and so, so, you know, I bet you in that house, in the master bedroom where they sh- that they shared, you just see two, like, full-sized beds. <laughs> Nikki and Maurice start the match, but Maurice tags right out some Miz and John can fight. Crowd is super into the Miz. They are behind him 100%. And, and they should say, be. They try to say, like, oh, it's just the crowd you can see. And they're like... I'm pretty sure it's everybody. Mm, it's because it is. Miz goes up on the turnbuckle. He's cha- like he's he's getting the crowd pumped up. Stomps on Cena when he comes in the ring. He tricks. He does the old heel tactic of run outside, get them to chase you around, and then get the advantage when they come in the ring. A, a staple of the Miz. That's true. Marie slaps Cena when the ref can't see. A lot of Miz and Cena action early on. Miz with the corner clothesline where he sits on the rope. He gets an axe handle for a two. Uh. Miz is it gets launched in the corner, and Nikki's trying to get the tag from John. John's down, trying to get the hot tag. Maurice runs around the outside, pulls Nikki off the apron. She's smart, smart, yeah, smart lady. She uses the nog- uses the noggin. <laughs> what? She sound like Edna Mode there? No capes, darling. Absolutely, <laughs> pull yourself together. <laughs> You are a lasta girl. I thought you were going to say, because I, I went a bit nasally with this. So I thought you were going to say the freaking secretary lady from Monsters, Inc. I'm watching you, Wazowski. I'm watching you, Wazowski. I'm watching you, Miz. I know, you, I know you're cheating. I'm watching you, Miz. Go dress out in the hallway. <laughs> That's what you get for eating chicken wings on a bag. Backbreaker, neckbreaker combo by Miz for a two. 
Cena at one point tries to get the FU. Miz avoids and plants him with the DDT. And then yes. Miz, because he can't not he can't help himself, mocks Daniel Bryan with yes chance and yes kicks. It's his. <laughs> I think Miz's favorite things in the world go his, his like his kids, Maurice, and mocking Daniel Bryan. I want to know what their relationship is actually like. I think it's got to be at a point where you, you realize that you just aren't like compatible as friends, but you just respect each other. I think no, that's I think at. Like, I really want to believe that like in reality, but they hide it so well because they have to. They're like the best friends. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love it's if like, they were like secret it's like, You know homies? how we found out, unfortunately, after his passing that that Kobe and MJ were like boys like they were really yeah. really fucking close like i just want to think that that's how the miz and daniel bryan are and we just will never know because they just want to keep up the gimmick if you could pick one like random friendship pair in wrestling who would you want to be like secret bffs like they're i just, can't like, even do that because i already have it it's the godfather and the undertaker that's true and midian <laughs> yeah and Midian and, and their Rikishi. Part of that crew is crazy. The BTK crew is fucking wild. It, it, it was literally it, it was really like the, it was like Taker. It was it was Godfather. It was Midian, Rikishi, and like uh, it was Yokozuna. Yokozuna, and it was Paul Bearer. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? What do you talk about? <laughs> Life on the road, brother. Life and death. Uh, so Miz mocks Brian with the S chance to kick. Cena launches Miz to the outside. Nikki gets the hot tag and spears the shit out of Maurice. Yes. Which is Fucking pretty good. Fucking do. Miz wants to save Maurice. They're on the outside. Nikki does a dive, takes out Miz because he's a good husband, protects his wife, pushes yes. her out of danger. Evan, take notes. That's right. Nikki launches Maurice back in the ring, though. Huge forearm. Miz gets knocked down by Cena. Couples who do things together stay together, so they're going to do double five knuckle shuffles. I mean, clearly Look, that's not true. If you're with your wife, you don't need to do a five knuckle shuffle. That's the whole fucking point. Okay. No, 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 no. Yes, you do. Because nothing <laughs> is better than doing a couple's five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> know why none of my relationships have worked? Because I have yet to do a couple's five knuckle shuffle. Double five knuckle shuffle, which is against a ten knuckle shuffle. Most people F- have a first dance at a wedding. I will have a first five knuckle shuffle. F you and Rack Attack 2.0, double pinfall. The match that we watched, the clip that we have, doesn't show the engagement after. We don't need to do that. We don't that doesn't involve that. Maurice, okay? You're right. She, her involvement was done. On to our last match. And... Maurice collects the other Bella that she has to face. It's so it's, ironic. You know? It's Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Hell in a Cell 2018. Miz versus Daniel Bryan being one of my favorite things. And the thing is, when you're in a couple, ride or die, your partner hates that person, you both hate that person. That's the deal. Yeah. I fucking hate that bitch. It's like, we hate that bitch. Okay, I'm on <laughs> yep. board. I'm yep. on board. What'd you think of this match? This match was, uh, I forgot about it. If I'm being completely honest, I forgot that it. Ha- I knew it happened, but I forgot what it was. I, you know, no, what I, mean? I didn't even. I didn't. I just. I knew it. I knew it happened when it happened. But yeah, this literally. I saw this on the docket, and I was like, "What the fuck? When did that happen?" 
Because this was after their like, SummerSlam match, right? Yeah. So the SummerSlam matches happened. Then they have Hell in a Cell. And I was like, I know that they've definitely matched up before. But I don't remember anything about what happened to the match. I didn't remember who won or anything. So this was a nice treat. Brian is in the Seahawks colors. Uh, Maurice distracts him, though, allowing Miz to get the upper hand. But Brian eventually gets it back, you know, gets Miz in the corner, raining down punches. Tries to get an early yes lock in. Miz just goes to the outside. He's like, nope. Yeah. And then he points shit. at his head. It's like, Unagi. <laughs> Salmon skin roll. Uh, Bree tags in, but Miz quickly tags in to keep Maurice out of it. He's protecting his wife, which, I mean, they both signed up for a mixed tag match. I don't know what, what he thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? Taxes. I got my taxes? tax return today, which is wild. Well, good for you. I have not done my taxes yet, but I will. No, I don't know when the Canadian due date is, but... Sometime in April. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Ours is too. Um, there you go. Yeah, Miz tags in Brie, uh, and then Miz... Or, sorry. Wow, Miz tags in Brie. Brian tags in Brie. Maurice immediately gets in the ring, and Miz is like, nope, not happening. Tags in right away. Brian gets a dragon screw in, which was beautiful. In beautiful. I'm so glad that Daniel Bryan's not Brian Danielson just kicking heads in with with Moxley. It's Dude, great. what a fucking feud. Like I, I uh I've been watching Dynamite the last few like actually watching it the last couple of weeks and mm-hmm. I'm having fun. Just watching that pairing. They're called the Blackpool like beatdown crew or some shit. Which, I hope it's on Blackpool Beatdown Crew since the BBC. Or Beatdown Club. It's Beatdown Club. It's okay. it's BBC. I'm just going to tell you that. It's, it is BBC. The British Broadcasting Company. Or, or the other one. Yeah, no, uh, I know. I decided to go PG with it. Uh, this is not a PG podcast. Anyways, <laughs> Brian crotches Miz on the top rope uh, when Miz tried to get a little bit too ahead of himself. Um yep. Hits a top rope Frankensteiner. Miz avoids the running knee. Yep. Um, and Brian and rolls up Brian, who switches into a label lock, which Maurice breaks and then yep. gets chased yes. by Bree. But Maurice, not sure if you know this. I'm fast as fuck boy. Truly fast as fuck boy. Miz wants a skull crushing finale, gets reversed into a pin for a two. Brian starts doing for the, his running corner drop kicks, gets the first one in. Second one is dodged by Miz. He hits his classic backbreaker, neckbreaker that he likes so much. Uh, yes kicks by Miz. He's doing the yes kicks because that's what his favorite thing to do is. And now it's against the right guy. But Brian reverses. They end up in a superplex position, right? Yes. And Brian reverses the superplex, goes for a headbutt. Nobody home. Also, that Brian. Is- Every time you do a headbutt, it makes me sad. It just makes me nervous. That's the it word. It makes me like, cringe. Ah, don't do that. He doesn't really do it anymore in AW, and I'm very happy about it. Yes, I'm glad that's been removed from his repertoire. I don't, I don't think he's been removed. I think he's more just saves it for the big matches now. Yeah, that's fair. Which is not fun either way. Stop doing it. Anyway, Ryan dumps Miz to the outside. He's going for the hot tag, and he gets it. It's time for us to go. I'm glad you did it because I didn't want to do it. Uh, Maurice finally gets in the match. Uh, Miz gets in the really way. though. <laughs> Miz gets in the way immediately. Bree just 
throws hands at him. Yeah, just starts Love punching him. him, and then she she runs, it gets runs off the ropes, and instead of attacking the Miz a little more, baseball slides between his legs and immediately just kicks this shit out of Maurice. Then we get uh, a Luth as pressed by Bree, which was nice. Drop kick to Marie. Missile drop kick. Yeah, Bree pulled off Maurice by Miz. Brian gets in. The second Miz lays hands on Bree, Brian's like, that's my wife. I'm going to murder you now. And he does. Fist to face. Boots to asses. Uh, then we get dual yes kicks to Miz and Maurice. That's you know, shit. a couple of that yes kicks together stays, stays together. together. That's true. Five knuckle shuffles. That's not what real marriages are made of. It's yes yeah. kicks. Maybe. Miz and Maurice are like, we're done here. This isn't WrestleMania. It's Hell in a Cell. We can leave. We're done here. And You're guess down. what happens? Uh, yeah, they get brought back in the ring by Now Bree. they get got. They get got. She's not fast as fuck boy now. Bree mode, and she runs into Maurice's face. <laughs> Ouch. Why? Then we get into the finish. Go into the finish there, Javier. So Miz is like halfway in the ring. Uh, Bree like runs Maurice into Miz. Doesn't know Cotter roll, but Mar- Maurice like gets out of it and then just very smoothly, mind you, gets a deep roll up on Brie. I think she grabs the tights. I'm not entirely she does. sure. She does. Okay, she right, does right grab right the right tights. Right on the two count, she grabs the tights. And gets the win. That's right. Despite the fact that Maurice is barely in the match and the fact that they really got their ass kicked for quite a bit of the match Miz and Maurice win and deservedly so because they are winners they're the it couple that is all five matches for Maurice now the last couple matches really didn't showcase as much her wrestling skill what did you think diving into the career Maurice here Javier I I think it's really gonna be a tale of two halves you know uh, she she had a really strong singles run in an era where being a women's competitor didn't matter, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But she is one of the highlights of that era. It's like her, Eve Torres, uh, obviously uh, later, a little later on, Mickey James, a little bit of, of Michelle McCool splashed in there as well. Um, you know, there, there was a real era of the, that women's slash divas division that that is you know, one of the pillars of it was Maurice, and she was very, very talented and very good in that in that role. Um, but I feel, but I think, unfortunately, what she's going to be remembered as is the Mrs. Wife and the Mrs. Valet, and mm. I don't think that's fair. I, I, I think, think that's she, a good assessment. Yeah, I think she's very good in that role. Don't get me wrong; she's excellent. The way that she's able to play off the Miz is amazing, and. The Miz is someone that does not need a partner or a valet or anything of the sorts, but their chemistry together, the way that they that she ele- she has elevated that character and yeah. given the Miz the best run of his career. Yes. Like the Miz would not be where he is without Maurice. I think you're right. I think that it's Going to overlook what she brought to the table as a competitor in in a time when women's wrestling was not showcased properly or really with as much emphasis as it should have been. And people are instead going to focus on the latter half of her career where she made a good thing 
Miz and his just asshole persona just that much better. Yeah. Gave him it another just dynamic. Added. Yeah. It, it added something to him. I loved when she returned. I was like, yeah. this is going to be so good for Miz because, you know, he ruins that storybook thing from Zack Ryder and then gets to just solidify himself as, in my opinion, the best Intercontinental Champion of all time. Chris Jericho? That is the only other acceptable answer to me. <laughs> Chris Jericho? That's it's, my answer. It's I think it's Miz Chris Jericho. and Jericho. That's it. Because here's the thing. Like, most people will, like... If you ask most people what who they think of when they think of the Intercontinental Champion, they'll give you like a Mr. Perfect or a Bret Hart, Razor Ramon, rest in peace, uh, maybe even a Shawn Michaels um, or a Jeff Hardy. For me, it's Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho just held it all the time when all I was a kid. All the time. He did have all it. All the time. All the time. And, and that's why I think it's him. And yes, The Miz had it all the time, a lot uh, as well. But like, did he have it like... I felt like he didn't have it for more of a period of time than like Kofi Kingston or something, you know, like Kofi had it all the time too. I just know that every time the IC belt was on Miz, I paid more attention because he made it, he made it matter. He made it matter. And Maurice makes him matter even more. And it's a shame because we need, we need to focus on also Maurice's talents and her skills and what she brought to the table, not just as being part of, of Miz's shtick, but on her own. And she's not going to be an active competitor. I, I know no. for like she's not. That's not what she wants. She, she's fine with these one-off mixed tag matches or whatever. But like, she's a mom, and she's happy being a mom, probably, and not wanting to put herself at risk physically. So she's and she's she's got the best seat in the house. Basically, she gets to be with the most obnoxious heel in WWE. And that's yeah. probably really fucking fun. <laughs> I bet that's fun as hell. This week was also fun as hell. Next week, Tully Blanchard, baby, recently fired as FTR's manager. Yeah. We're going to give Tully the spotlight on WrestleMania weekend. Yes, I'm very excited for uh, to cover Tully. I don't know why. This was actually my suggestion. I've never. We were, we were looking for kind of like some some random older stars who we haven't uh, kind of delved into yet. And Javier just throws out, "Have we done a Tully episode?" And I said, "No." I mean, we've seen him in the Arn episode. Yeah. I haven't given him his own spotlight. We're going to do Tully Blanchard next week. We got. We might get a little Horseman. Might get a little Brainbuster action. That's right. Might get some. Might get some old school NWA. Might get some WWE. Maybe a little sprinkled in there. Might get some WC Dub. Uh, definitely won't get any AE Dub. But he will be talked about. If you have any suggestions for Tully Blanchard matches, hit us up on Twitter at Crossbody of Work. Also, I didn't do the plug at the beginning. We're going to do the plugs at the end. Wherever you're listening, rate five stars helps us out tremendously. Tell one friend. Tell them, hey, you know about Maurice? You come listen to an episode about Maurice. Or maybe you're like, hey, you like John Cena. You watched Peacemaker. Go tell them about our John Cena three-parter. Whatever it is, you should tell them about the podcast. Also, support us. Buy going on to the merch, fullpressshop.com. Buy the shirts, support the boys. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at JMLO Sports. I've been wilding lately. He lately. has been wild. He's been tweeting. I've been tweeting lately. It's crazy. He's tweeting, uh, not tweaking. I'm t- I've been tweeting. I never do that on that Twitter account. But no, it's it's uh follow me. I'm a good follow, I feel. Some when I want to be active. Quality follow. Follow me on Twitter as well, at it7gomes, I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Javier, any final words for the people? Life advice with Javier this week. 
you know what? This is going to be a bit random. So I've had, I told Evan this before we started recording, I've had all too well the 10-minute version, Taylor's version, stuck in my head all fucking week. And it's going to be stuck in my head for a very long time. And I know that. And you know what, people? Just enjoy the music. Who cares if it's replayed all the time? Who cares if it's if it's if Taylor Swift isn't your thing? That's fine. I'm not telling you to listen to the 10 minute version of All Too Well. Listen to whatever you want. Just listen to something. Music is fucking great. Just go There's listen. There's nothing be happy. wrong with being a song repeater. Yeah, go There's be happy. Wrong with it. And do you jam out? This is life advice with Javier this week. Jam the fuck out. Listen to whatever you want to listen to and just vibe, man. I love that. The uh, the advice this week is jam out and jam out all week until it's time to listen to us talk about Tully Blanchard. Thanks so much for joining us this week as we covered the career of Maurice. We'll see you next week. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.